Dog Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. What's up, Bart? How you been? Quite well. Oh, good. Good to hear. Sorry about that to our fans about last week. That was all on me. Things to do. People to screw. Things like that. Um, no, I, I just... Uh, I had some personal things that got in the way, and uh, I had to bail on Bart. So I like things to do, people to screw. That's funny. So let's just maybe let's just keep it at that. Okay, that sounds good. Um, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let me get this mic correct so Bart doesn't have to yell at people or our staff to uh, regulate my voice better. Um, they work so hard. Well, I make sure of it, don't I? Uh, By parading somewhat- around in front of them nude, which keeps them yes. hard. It keeps them hard. Hard at work. When you got to do it, you got you got to do what you got to do. Keep your keep your staff hard. The train that you have in your in your air conditioner is uh gonna really piss them off to you. Yeah, there's there's a lot of editing going on this week. <laughs> it's normally just <clears throat> and and then like glass rattling and bottles opening, but yeah, I, this week I was it'll about be to do that actually. Here, I was going to do one of them, one of our normal sounds that you have to make them edit out for me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I almost got it. I almost got it. I keep that up my butt all the time. Here you go. There you go. Perfect. That sounds like the beginning of uh, King of the Hill. Yeah. Because you know how they have that crack one open sound right before mm -hmm. the song? And then uh, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers start playing. Never heard of them. Yes. Okay. I assume you mean the writers of Yahoo's and Triangles. Yeah, that you. I guess I could have said it that way too. Because nobody knows who Roger Klein is. <laughs> <laughs> but they know about the Peacemakers, right? No. Um. Imagine this. You own a company, and you live in a in a government rich country where government gets involved in almost everything that anybody does i know this is hard for you to imagine it's very difficult given that we live in the liberty oasis that we are in so imagine you are own a company and then you decide to expand your horizons and you move into let's call it to be fair, China. And because this country that you've moved into isn't as free as the one that we're in, you know what I mean? They decide to let you buy, you know, you buy the the property, they sell it to you, you do everything completely legal, and then all of a sudden they write a bill and they go, nope, we're taking that back from you. 
and they just steal your land that you were doing business on or investing in to do business with or whatever, right? Whatever reason you bought the land. Because you are involved with the government because the government is involved with every company in this weird country that I'm talking about. Sure. Right. Not, you know, I, I want to say, you know, we have Amazon and all these free companies that aren't involved in any sort of government contracts or anything. So w it's hard for us to understand what it would be like if, say, let's just, for example, like if we lived in a country that had a lot of oversight and control over companies, you know, a company like Amazon might have like contracts with military. Let's, well, they have a lot of like data storage. So they might store data for uh, like a secret agency or a military type thing or something like that if we lived in one of those kind of countries. Thank God we don't. Thank God. Now, I understand that this other China would be suspicious because we own we own land on their there and we have government contracts, but we had government contracts when we bought the land. They weren't concerned when we gave them the money, right? Hmm. But then they just want to steal it. So I I think that that would be immoral. So I would be bad China, bad bad China. Well, All at right. the very Does least, anybody disagree? I, I don't. I don't think anyone would disagree. I think if anyone is going to play devil's advocate for China in this, mm -hmm. it would be that the best way to establish lines into a country and appear like you aren't is to go in the back door, right? So if I'm trying to plant spies or entities or anything like that, it's a question of national security, mm -hmm. right? It's not... Well, when you bring these concerns up before you sign a contract, signing over the deeds land to a uh well, well that that could be argued that uh the animosity between the countries wasn't as high at that point that's you true. could say that it's that's escalated since then yeah um, we weren't provoked uh, yeah china wasn't back that was before china was over in cuba provoking them to like militarize against us now that they're now that they're in cuba doing that Right, I see. I see now. Yeah. So while you could certainly make an argument for why things might change and they might be like, actually, no, get out of our country. Uh, I would say that where everyone would agree on that is what the next steps are. I think if I'm told by the Chinese government that I needed to sell all my land and get out of Dodge, I think they wouldn't have to tell me twice. I think it would be very clear to me economically that they do not care for my investment. And I would likely pull out of all the places even that they didn't make me sell and encourage every other business to do the same. Yeah, I think you probably could convince, let's say we bought, you know, back in 2002, 
10, when we bought a lot of this property, China's property value was way down because they had had an economic crash in 2008. And then right now, property value has probably bubbled. It's pretty high. I, I don't think you would have to do too much convincing to get them to sell if you're going to make things hard on them anyway to do business when they would make a lot of money on the land to begin with. So I think there could have been, there could be a, a or we could, we would sell, right? Uh, I think that China would, wouldn't have that much trouble getting us out under those circumstances. Some people would hold on because the value of that property would outweigh the, you know, significantly outweigh depending on what they were doing there. But for the most part, I think you could thin it out at least enough that your the China super secret spying agencies could keep an eye on the others, you know, since they're spending all that money on those super secret spy agencies. And there's like 17 of them. You know what I mean? Right. They cost billions and billions of dollars every day. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think China would have had a moral way of doing that besides just, annexing land from companies like that. So I see your point, but I also don't think there's any room for theft. You know, like people can make a point for taxes, like, oh, you know, taxes go to pay the fire department. Like, oh, well, there's other ways of doing that. You know what I mean? You still don't have to steal at gunpoint. You know what I mean? Well, is it, is it, theft or or is it more coercion because it's not that they're taking the land back as much as they are forcing you to sell it yeah but so, I, don't, I don't think in the scenario that's happening right now I don't think they're forcing them to sell it they're they're annexing the, pro the property at least everything I've read because I, I've been looking for the able to sell the property. Maybe we should switch from this hypothetical that you got and fill everybody <laughs> in on what's happening if they haven't been following the news or have been following the news and this hasn't made its way to their desk. Mm -hmm. So Arkansas is uh, annexing property owned by companies that are affiliated with the Chinese government is what I have read. Everything I've read has not mentioned any type of reimbursement for this property. While there may be some, they are not, at least from what I have read, there's no speak of it. So there could be some under the table deals or something going on, I guess. But, that brings us back to the same point is like we claim to be this arbiter or this uh, beacon of freedom that shines out to the rest of the world as an example of what freedom can be and freedom should be and, and it's we're supposed to we're supposed to be this shining example of that and we take one of the, we take a country that 
is moving away from freedom, mostly with their government at the moment. And instead of being a good example to them, a something to strive for, that we do force upon them just reinforcing that behavior and all that oppose us and all that look up to us. So just, I'm just confer- confirming the details of mm-hmm. this one here. Uh, it's not, they're not annexing the land, but they will be forced to sell. So they have to be divested of the property. um, And then they're also going to pay a fine for not disclosing that it was foreign owned. So not theft exactly, but certainly a changing of the terms of the deal. Mm -hmm. We ran the Indians off this land and... We gave them a blanket, some tea and shit like that, I guess. Smallpox. So it's not, yeah, it's not a theft exactly. I think I just don't want to straw man it. I, I want to give them as, I don't want, I think this is too I mean, important to not get. Well, I, uh, no, I just think this is I'm, too important I'm, to not get right. Okay. I don't want to have someone come in and say oh it's not actually theft they're actually forcing them to sell when in reality the i don't i don't see a difference i mean because you don't know what the investment was for you could still be stealing somebody's profits they could be making a lot of i mean they bought that land to make money you know i mean a lot of companies do right so you're stealing their future profits from them so there's theft happening, whether you're selling it or not. If you're being forced to sell it, you, you're there is potential profits that are being stolen at that moment. Now, whether those profits would ever came to fruition or or not is is a side note. But a company, let's say a company acting in good faith, typically buys property for the reasons of of profit later it is a type of theft yeah it's it's harder to uh it's harder to prove you know you've got a counterfactual but i think you're we're trying to say the same thing i just mean it's important to make sure that we're precise and not misstating what's actually happening because it will be easy to critique us being inaccurate as opposed to us pointing out the fact that it's still a terrible thing and it's weirdly bipartisan right this this bill is or mm-hmm. the bill that's being enforced now for this was written by sarah huckabee sanders so this is very much a red team thing mm-hmm. but the blue team has been very big on nationalism in the last few years that they haven't been historically mm-hmm. so they have been very anti-china anti-russia 
Yeah, they're back to like the World War Two type Democrat, a World War One type Democrat. Yeah, very much so. The very nationalist. So it's it's very strange that this is getting somewhat universal support because I think it's telling. It's very telling, you know. I think I think the support you'll see from both sides is are the ones that you would see support for any type of escalation of future military conflict. Well, it's it's also something that could be weaponized by the Chinese government. I think that's the hope. I think the the Huckabees and the and the uh, basically the McCain, all the McCainite McCainites. That's what they want. They want China to use weaponize this and this to be one of those notches that pushes China more towards conflict because conflict means weapon cells and they're all they're all funded by the weapons manufacturers well just think of it this way if if i'm the chinese government all i would need to do (laughs) is get a list of struggling businesses in the united states go in and acquire a majority stake in all of them be very public about it see that all these companies then have to divest those assets and then that land then gets turned over to who knows right. whoever, maybe whoever is there and doing it and I mean if I was a company in China that made a I don't know, something that competes with a company that makes something here. I'd probably buy some sort of stock in their stuff. So they'd have to sell their property and shut down their business. And then my company would continue to make that my thing in China and ship it over here. Well, and imagine. Knock the, <laughs> knock the competitor out. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. Well, and uh, I've. Have you seen the series Yellowstone? No. Isn't that with like the bees or something? Mm. Or no. Oh, that's Yellow Am Jackets. I, uh, I think I was thinking about Blind Melon video. I get those two confused. Yellowstone and Blind Melon video. They're both <laughs> visually stimulating. But there's a lot of political movement of land ownership and encroaching on territory and you know getting acreage and that sort of thing and it makes you think that there could be these unholy unions between folks who just want to edge someone out because like you were saying with you know a chinese company that has their competition you don't even have to be that you could be a u.s company that has land right next to someone that you want to drive out Mm -hmm. and all you do is pay a small fee to a Chinese company who will then go and buy their stake in this other company Mm -hmm. and 
the actual value of this other company is probably just majority of the, the land. So then when they're forced to sell, which the company never would have before, the Chinese company that invested in them doesn't actually lose much. Right. And then gets their fee for right. doing the deed. Right. right. And in fact, depending on the timetable, they might actually gain a bit because the land has been more valuable than when they acquired it. So uh, I think that's our next, next door. I think that's our next broker. We should be a. <laughs> All right. We're stopping the podcast. We're now going to be uh, consultants for, <laughs> for businesses in Arkansas. So here we go. Yeah, do you want to drive out your competition? What we will do is we will be an intermediate. Because we're not owned by the Chinese Communist Party. We're not even owned by a subsidiary. We just happen to profit greatly from their activities. And we leverage their services by paying them uh, in petrodollars. Yeah. They can convert that however they want. I mean, I'm ready to quit. I mean, this sounds like a a winner, and and I know. I mean, we're being a little tongue in cheek, but like that's that's what happens in a market. If that's why we're saying like when a government interferes in a market, they create a worse problem, even if they're doing it for supposed right reasons, because there is a profit to be made by doing this exact thing that we're talking about. And now you've created an incentive to, to do such evil. And what happens when you draw, drive out somebody's competition? That means that everybody here in the U.S. has to pay more for products. Therefore, that creates that further um, increases the, the price inflation if we're going to call it price inflation, because we got to remember, it's like however many dollars are out there to how much product is out there. That's what, that's what inflation is, right? So if you reduce the product by half or whatever, you, you've, you've now made, made everybody a little bit poor and we all know they're not stopping printing. So, Inflation is definitely coming up on that end too. These incentives are when you don't have a, a government in, in interfering in a market, you don't have these perverse incentives. You have, uh, you know, a, a true market incentive where somebody couldn't get a job doing that because there is no government forcing somebody to sell. You know, so they have to create a product that has that appeals to customers. And if, you know, yes, your customer could be another company who wants to drive drive somebody out, but if you don't have a government way of driving somebody out of the market, then you have to, as a consultant, I would have to go in there and show them a better, either a cheaper, more productive way or a better way to make their product or a way to make their product better or a way to reduce their cost or something like that. But no, I'm not doing any of that. What I'm doing is I'm showing them a way to knock their competition out of the, and they can raise their prices. They don't have to make their product better. They don't have to innovate. They don't have to 
do anything like that. Well, and I think it should be said that people will find very complex ways of exploiting things like this. And if two dummies can figure out this loophole in 10 minutes of spitballing, then what happens with someone who really has a legitimate profit motive and would gladly take full advantage of this or just lives in Arkansas instead of us. Cause right. I, I gotta be honest. I don't have a strong desire to move there. Yeah. I don't either. It is, I do like the Ozarks. I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've stayed in Arkansas a few times. It is pretty some of it, but no, I don't want to live there either. Well, this is also, for me, yeah. a signal that I shouldn't live there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because we know that uh, we are anti-government. So we know at some point... Wait, wait, gover- wait, wait. <laughs> Speak the government doesn't. <laughs> okay. The government doesn't like me, okay? And uh, if I was ever too much trouble for the government of Arkansas... They would just take my shit. This is a perfect example of that. So why would I ever buy property in Arkansas if it's never mine? Could you say that that argument holds for any land in the U.S.? It does. It does. But you have to weigh your weigh your your risk. You know what I mean. So I own property in a few different places and i know you do too but we take into consideration the the rules and the the type of government climate of the areas that we do buy property in at least i do i i'm pretty sure you do too and what i'm saying is it sounds like our kansas is well on their way to just Nope, I don't like you. Take this. Take that. You know, they've already they've created precedents for that. So, I mean, we already have the eminent domain, which we all know the libertarians are not big fans of. Even the Cato ones aren't. So, <laughs> it's saying something. Yeah, they're they're not fans, <laughs> but they can also see that there's a whole lot more justification when that stuff happens because you know, a road's got to be built or whatever. It's very rarely just a, we're just taking your stuff. Right. It, it is, but I also wouldn't justify that. And we could get into that debate a little bit uh, on an, another episode and get down into the weeds about how that is wrong and the bad outcomes that come from that. But I think it's pretty fucking clear. We're well into this podcast, so I can say that word. I think it's, what, 12 minutes or something you you can't cuss for YouTube? You write that kind of stuff. Don't you work for YouTube? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're past the fuck threshold. In fact, I think we can uh-huh. put some porn in now. <laughs> Sweet. Too bad it's not old Twitter, because then it could just be child porn all day, right? As long as it's not chinese owned child porn (laughs) that's when it gets bad right that's when they force you to sell it 
<laughs> oh shit free jared that's my new model motto yeah did he um i i don't know what happened to him like did you not watch the documentary no oh it's so creepy on so many different levels because like there's this girl who like dated him but she dated him to get he said something that triggered her to think he was a pedophile. At least this is a story. But what it kind of sounds like is somebody who was totally in with him doing that. And it was like his girlfriend who was also like that kind of stuff. Who decided either went too far or got scared and like, and is like turned him in. You know what I mean? It almost seems like. Wait, so like it was uh, she was doing it too. You it was know like what I mean? A joke that went too far. No, I feel like. I, oh no! You're, so you're saying I that they, think she was that way as well. She was just like, "Oh, you're not going to get me. I'm going to take you down first. Yeah, it felt like that. Maybe a lovers' quarrel between two petties, and then she's looking like a good guy because she's turned him in, and she's doing the documentary. So like. This documentary is, she's pretty much running this thing. So it's putting right. her in the she's, best light. She's the got best final light. Cut and it still looks like she's a pedophile. I still feel like she might have been a pedophile too. <laughs> and she just totally rolled on him, man. Not that I don't think he was a pedophile. I think he was too. But I'm pretty fucking sure this chick was also. You're right that that would have given sway too, because that's the classic move is like, hey, we'll give you some kind of immunity or whatever, as long as you give us what we need on him, because he's the one who's on our board that yeah. we have to put the thumbtack in. But I think in the court of public opinion, he could have come out and said, oh, but she was as well, and no one would have cared. Yeah, but in all the video or the audio and stuff that they had recorded, it seems like he really loves this girl, this woman. Like, it feels like he was like, like she had him manipulated. You know what I mean? It feels like, you know, the dorky guy who's got, finally got himself something like what he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm living that. It felt like that. You just do literally anything that they'd say. Yeah. Or is it like a... I mean, our relationship isn't that bad, is it? I mean, I don't get everything I want. I think you have a power over me and you know it, but I appreciate <laughs> that you don't abuse it. Oh, thank you. I haven't had you fucking any kids. <laughs> <laughs> You're Not like, a fucking and I've wanted one. you to. <laughs> Not one time have I acted on that. Wait, was it was it more like a Epstein-Maxwell... So kind of like no duo? so she she was a teacher at one of these places he would go speak at uh schools you remember when he about not being fat and like you can do it and food pyramids good and subway's better the subway pyramid and it's not wrong when i was watching the documentary i didn't realize how much shit he was on but like he, he was really famous like it really was a thing 
And I I think back on that time now, and I was like, God, oh, that's odd that he would be so popular, but he was. And apparently, he like he said something like perverted about one of the kids who was up there to her, just like randomly sitting beside. Her. So like that doesn't really sound exactly right either. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's how she said it started, and then she thought about what he said and then called him up. It was like, yeah, I like fucking kids too. Or, you know, it's like, at least that's the way she said it. It went down, you know? And then he came over and was saying dirty things about her daughter. And then she was pretending to be cool with it. So, so maybe it wasn't so much that she was a pedo as well. She was just really good at entrapment. Yeah, I mean that's the way it's shown to be, but I don't, I don't, I, I didn't feel that's in the in the documentary. Yes, that's exactly what it's supposed to make you think. Like it's in the best, it's showing her in the best light, like because it's her doing it. You know what I mean? But I read between the lines and I don't exactly believe everything I see. You know what I mean? It's when I. Here's stuff that just doesn't sound like it would have went down like that. You know, I think about like the other ways that would have went down that would have sounded better. You know what I mean? And I just feel like this chick isn't isn't a good guy in this. I I do not think that Jared was a good guy in this either, though. I think I think it's right to show how bad of a guy he was, but like I don't think that uh, I really don't think that she was a good guy either. We've got a good question here coming from the chat. Which <laughs> doc? It's apparently there were multiples. Was this? Oh, a, were there? Was this a Netflix or something? I think it was. It was either Hulu or Netflix. It was just called Jared, I believe. It was really good. <laughs> Do you know that? Is it catching a monster from this year? Oh yeah, that sounds right. Discovery Plus or Max? Oh, yeah. I've got both of those. So, yeah. I pay for both. Of, that's stupid. Because now that they've joined together, I only need one of them. <laughs> Damn it. I got to end of subscription. Yeah, it's like the Hulu, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus. Yeah, except for like all of it's on Max now. So, like, you don't have to have Disney Plus. You know what I mean? It's included with Max. You're, like, yeah, you're not just saying thing. that you get access to those things. You're saying that like Max just has them all as well. Because yeah, to your point, like I can't watch all the Disney stuff on Hulu. Okay, so Discovery Plus or Max. This is a a good segue to talk about this week's sponsor, Max. The dog. Good old boy, Max. He will fetch. He's looking for a new home. He's a good dog. He's got issues. He likes to chase wheels. But don't we all? Adopt Max today at your local animal shelter. So Max is your home for breaking news, iconic (laughs) entertainment, and live sports. Max, it's all here. Plans start at $9.99 per month. Iconic series, hit movies, fresh originals, 
family favorites, breaking news, and live sports. We should not have been sponsored by the channel Max and Max Dog on the same episode. Max, the one to watch. (laughs) It's getting confusing. So everybody get Max and watch Jared and tell me if she's a pedo or not. Please. What's her name? Uh, the, The lady. I don't remember. I hope it's Max. It's a trap. There's no comfort.